0: This is Creepy and Geeky, a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and on today's episode, we're talking about the first entry in the MCU's Spider-Man trilogy. Joining me today is Alice Boyd-Leslie, one of the co-hosts of the Drunken Horror Podcast. Welcome to the show, Alice.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
0: it's great to have you on.
1: Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time now, so...
0: (laughs) I know your I know your usual stuff is horror. Same for me. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's nice to step out of that a little bit and kind of kind of dabble in the other things uh, on the yeah. geeky side of things. Uh, Definitely. For, for me. So
1: I always get way more excited when someone asks me to guest on that like non horror podcast. I'm like, yes, please! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a huge comic book guy. Uh, Everybody uh, who listens to my show knows I'm a uh, a big comic book guy, and uh, uh, I've, I've, especially with Marvel stuff. uh, My Marvel's been a part of my life since I was a little kid, and so uh, uh, this the MCU uh, itself is such a huge, huge, um, like thing for me because it's like I lived my whole life with these characters and finally getting to see them on the screen and getting to see how they connect and cross over with each other has just been so much fun. And, yeah. uh, you know, and Spider-Man was, there was no, there was no way that we were going to get Spider-Man for the longest yeah. time um, because Sony um, owned the rights to him.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that made it so much more difficult to do that. And then suddenly they made a deal with Marvel. And uh you know we had we had the tease of him in Civil War. Um, yes. but uh, now we get our first official full on Spider-Man in the MCU movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's
0: and it's so fun and awesome. Uh, what did what did you think about the movie?
1: I mean, I I loved it. Like, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Um, the Spider-Man movies, like the Toby Maguire ones, were like that's like my childhood. Like, I remember going to see them at the cinema and be like, oh, "Spider-Man's on the big screen! It's so cool!" <laughs> and then, like, loved all the like the Andrew Garfield ones, great fun. But yeah, these these like Tom Holland MCU ones, and particularly like Homecoming, is just so good. It's just great fun. Yeah. Exactly what you said. Like, it's just. I think that. Tom Holland has, like, created, like, the perfect Spider-Man, I think. Oh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I very much agree. Tom Holland is the perfect Spider-Man. I know there's a lot of people who love Tobey Maguire and some who like Andrew Garfield. But um, Tom Holland was, like, pitch perfect for me. He, yeah. he does both, both Peter Parker and Spider-Man uh, so well. Uh, that it's it's hard to imagine anybody else. Um, see, and it, it's, I've already well documented it here on the podcast. But um, with toby Maguire, I never felt that he was that his Spider Man was uh that great. I liked toby Maguire as an actor. I didn't think he was a bad actor at all. But he's his version of Spider Man just didn't ring true to me. Yeah. Um. It that the, the <clears throat> he was he was always too stocky. uh Was part yeah. of it. Um. And, uh, you know, he just didn't have the look or the comedy, like the comedy aspect of Spider-Man just didn't. He didn't ever really have that. Um, his yeah. version was so much more darker. Um, and and I get that a lot of that had to do with Sam Raimi, who I love. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. Um, and, uh, you know, it's. And, and I liked Andrew Garfield. I thought Andrew Garfield was actually a better Spider-Man, um, but not a not a good Peter Parker. His Peter Parker yeah. was a little t- was a little too cool. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, but, we have uh, the exact yeah. same opinions. <laughs> so like, right. Yeah, I think that yeah, Toby Maguire yeah. was was a was a pretty good Peter Parker. I think yeah, he um, was okay. He then... did, he
0: he did more of the downtrodden <laughs> Peter Parker that we get a lot yeah. in the comic books, which kind of sucks. So
1: yeah, and then yeah, like just like you said, I think Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider-Man like but yeah. he was far too cool and good looking for to be <laughs> right. to be like you're not you're not some geek that everyone picks on you're like you're clearly like the like, right like, it didn't really work could have really matched with him being like a good Peter Parker but I think that right. like yeah Tom Holland managed to kind of do the kind of perfect combo of those yeah. things too like yeah
0: What. Well- and, and obviously Tom Holland's a good looking guy, you know, so yeah. it's, it's not like he's not handsome, but he's, he's kind of like normal handsome. So you, yeah. you, you, you can, whenever he's playing geeky, uh, 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 Peter Parker, you can feel it. He plays that awkwardness very well. Um, yeah. and I think that's part of who, who Tom Holland is as well. Like whenever you see him in the interviews and everything like that, he just, he's he's that character um he's very much you know it doesn't take much to become peter parker for him so no
1: yeah no just do a really good queen's accent and then that's it (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: no i i I really love this uh first movie i was so happy to see that they were bringing it in um and they were um you know obviously they needed to change things because we weren't getting uncle ben and we weren't getting the origin story which was good we'd already seen it yeah. a couple of times we didn't need it again um and so and then we had the inclusion of because it's an mcu movie we had iron man and this uh happy hogan and stuff yeah. so it was nice to see the kind of this this crossing of worlds in a way um and getting to see uh the mcu actually uh bring him fully integrated into um in into the universe uh in a, in a way that uh it's just so fun I like you know it yeah. was it was hard to believe that they actually managed to make a deal with Sony to to do something like this um but yeah. uh they did it so well
1: yeah definitely I think one of my like slight flaws with and this isn't with with homecoming but I think with the kind of the introduction of Spider-Man I think I was So gutted that they put it on the trailer for Civil War that he was gonna be in it. Like it would have just been so good if they just didn't do anything about it. No, like little inkling, and then (laughs) he just popped up. Because like, like going to see these like MCU movies in a cinema is always so much fun, especially when it's like big movies like Civil War was. Like the atmosphere is always so fantastic. Um, and so yeah, just to be like have that surprise with everyone. And it's a shame that it was always like, it was like given away in the trailer that we're going to get (laughs) Spider-Man. Right.
0: Yeah. Which is so funny too, because they gave it away in that. And then when they, I mean, we're jumping ahead now, but when, when we get to uh, Spider-Man, no way home, they, they, everybody knew that it was like the most open secret ever that both um, Andrew Garfield and Tomei Maguire were going to be in it. Um, Yeah. But they kept putting it out of the trailers and it's like, there's so obviously a point right here where he's, where they're supposed to be, you know, it's when they all jump at uh, uh, all the villains in, in the trailer and you're just like, there's obviously a couple of guys missing here. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so is it like, sometimes that sometimes their trailer making is so on point, uh, but sometimes it just, it, it's lacking. And I just thought that was funny. Cause you're right. You know, if they would yeah. kept it a secret for civil war, that would have been a nice, good shock moment. Um, and then, you know, then on the other hand, with No Way Home, it was like they re- they really should have been part of the marketing. Um, yeah. So I think it would have made it more effective because it was like when they appear in No Way Home, you're just like, OK, yeah, great. Yes, it's a it's a clapworthy <laughs> moment, but it's <laughs> like. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The worst surprise (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then I do love that, like, that's how they kind of carried on the, like... With homecoming the story is kind of straight after civil war like i love that whole bit yeah. right at the beginning when oh, he's yeah. like doing his little home video, little video like- blog. yeah <laughs> yeah so cute <laughs> yeah it just gives you that little like proper like inside into his like character really um yeah. and like this is the kind of spider-man that you're gonna get this is the kind of peter parker you're gonna get uh which is perfect
0: yeah. And, and that's, what's fun about it too, is that, you know, this is a Peter Parker who exists in a universe with other heroes and the Avengers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So obviously he is going to idolize them um, in a way that we didn't get with the other Spider-Man. They didn't exist in worlds that had other heroes. um. So it, it's kind of nice to get that aspect of it that, you know, he's just, he's, he's a, he's a regular kid with these amazing powers and of course he's going to idolize people like Tony Stark and, you know, and, and the Avengers and everything. And so getting, getting a taste of that, like he does in civil war. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be uh, anxious, you know, cause I mean, he's 15, of course, yeah. he's going to be anxious to join the Avengers. He's like, Oh my God, you know, this is my chance to get out of Queens and to make something of myself and use these powers for good. And, you know, so it makes sense, and and Spider Man himself, you know, anybody who knows him from the comic books and even the movies, you can see this Spider Man has this natural her- heroism to himself that he is always going to go and help somebody, um, despite yeah. what it can do to his own life. His his um, selflessness is always what causes him to have problems in his personal life yeah um, and you see that through this movie too he 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 keeps damaging his relationships with his with his aunt and with um and with his other friends except for ned of course um and then you know it's it's this weird like it's this thing that keeps going through the um the comic books itself a little too detrimental in in my opinion um they <laughs> Every time a new writer comes on, they find new ways to make Peter Parker's life worse in the comics. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just like, okay, can we give the guy a little happiness once in a while? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, and you see it through the course of these movies too. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, this first movie. Yes. He, 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 he suffers some uh uh problems because he's, you know, he, he loses the potential relationship with Liz and, um, you know, he's his his relationship with his aunt starts to suffer, and so it's a it's definitely a a aspect of the character that is integral to him. You know, it just yeah. shows that no matter what, he's going to make the choice to be the hero, even if it's going to destroy his life. Yeah, so yeah. I always think that's a that's a that's a good part of the character, uh, but there's ways to make it not so burdensome. I, I think. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, I think like yeah, especially at the end of the kind of the last one in the in the trilogy, just like yeah. it's like this poor guy, <laughs> like, yeah, nothing now. <laughs> like, like, but yeah, I do agree. Now, that's what I've always quite liked about the kind of Spider-Man movies in general, anyway, because there is always that kind of bit of sacrifice, and especially right. kind of if we look at the kind of the other MCU movies there's not really that much of like a, of a sacrifice as, as like in their kind of like day-to-day lives um, as much as kind of what Peter Parker and Spider-Man kind of go through. Um, And I think that's why I've always like, I've quite always kind of preferred the Spider-Man movies over (laughs) over anything else.
0: (laughs) I get that. Um, Yeah, no, it's, I, 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 I think it's, It's an interesting aspect, I think, finding a way to balance. And I think that's the thing, too, is that as a person, because he's young, um, you know, he doesn't know how to create that balance in his life that maybe the other older superheroes uh, uh, know how to do, Um, you know. But also part of it is the secret identity. You know, he has to. You know, he's the only person in the MCU with the secret identity. Everybody else is fairly well known or um, or doesn't have a like a personal life per se, uh, where they um, need to worry about protecting loved ones as much. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Hawkeye. Hawkeye actually t- takes his family fully off the grid so that they're protected. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody else they don't really seem to have much of in the way of family. So, um, you know, it makes it, I guess, easier for them to balance that, uh, because they don't have to worry about, uh, the people around them dying. Um, yeah, you know, potentially. So,
1: yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, this first movie, this, uh, first movie, it kind of introduces us to all of his world, you know, um, it, you know, we already mentioned, you know, Iron Man and, um, Happy Hogan being a part of Tony Stark and Happy Hogan being a part of this, Uh, you know, there at the beginning, uh, because it's kind of recapping some of what happened in Civil War, getting us up to speed. And um, but uh, we get introduced to we get reintroduced to his aunt um, who she was introduced in the uh, in in Civil War as well. uh, Marissa Tomei playing a much younger version of Aunt May than we've seen on screen before. Yeah. Uh, and really like in the comic books as well. Um, Cause the Aunt May in the regular main comic books is fairly elderly and she's constantly, ha- uh, you know, in, in danger of a heart attack. And, uh, <laughs> um, and then the ultimate universe was slightly younger, but she was still gray haired and mm-hmm. you know, um, older. Um, but this is our first, you know, kind of, I know Mar- Marissa to was in her fifties at the time. Um, and so, uh, so she is older but she's not like elderly so
1: yeah
0: it was a a, our first uh look at somebody a a little bit younger a little bit more more hip
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I think it was a it was a great route to kind of go down and I know we kind of briefly touched upon it earlier but it was nice not to have yeah. the kind of the uncle ben story yeah. as well we kind of like we know like, like you know it gets joked about now and all the other in the kind of spider-man like cartoons and stuff now yeah
0: um
1: like the you know we know the story we know what happens we don't need to like hash over it again and it's i think it was quite <laughs> nice to have like a different a different art may and not have the kind of uncle ben story And like yeah Uncle Ben doesn't even really get mentioned either. Um right. I don't like from memory. Um, like I think like a brief, like after everything she's been through, like I I need to do this. Yeah. You kind of hear kind of little nods to it. Um, but yeah, I love this version of Aunt May. I think I think she's great. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, Marissa
0: Tomei is great in the role. Yeah. So I mean it's it's just and it it just fits with this new universe we have. And yeah, it's it's interesting not to have Uncle Ben in this. Um, at all, we just, yeah, like you said, that mention of everything she's been through, um, that's, we we just have to assume that that's possibly what it was, but he's never mentioned in any of these Spider-Man movies. Um, hmm. And even later when, in No Way Home, uh, the other Peters uh, mentioned that it was their Uncle Ben who died, he doesn't respond in any way. He doesn't seem to have any recognition to that name. Um, yeah. So it's i i I have a feeling that either uncle ben wasn't much a part of his life at any point or he was never there he was never involved um yeah so so it's a it's an interesting um plot point to kind of go completely away from the uncle ben aspect of it um you know and sets this version of spider-man so far apart um which i know purists are probably like oh my god you know taking uncle ben out of it and Um, and, and starting him off with Tony as his mentor and everything. And Tony really kind of sets that is kind of that uncle Ben like character, somebody who nurtured him, mentored him, and then has that death. Um, and then, you know, Peter was already the hero by that point, but, you know, he didn't, he, but Tony kind of plays that role, um, by the end of end game. So it's yeah. uh, interesting to have that aspect changed in a way for this uh, MC universe.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a, I like, I presume that they'd had that all planned out that that was going to be the case. And that, yeah. like, you know, at, at some point we were going to lose Tony Stark. And like this will be his kind of like his Uncle Ben that he will lose and he will kind of learn from and get all of his little like. You don't they, we don't have the with great power comes great responsibility, but we have like I think in this movie he kind of has the like if you uh it was it's like if you if you're nothing without the suit, then what was it? I've forgotten it literally just if thought of it nothing without just the completely. suit
0: then you don't deserve it something like that it's, something uh, like yeah. that yeah, yeah
1: yeah that's like feels like that's like his version of with great power yeah. comes great responsibility yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i like i like having kind of Tony stark as this kind of like father figure for him like and i yeah. think that yeah they have a really good relationship as well and you can really tell how well um Robert Downey Jr and Tom Holland like get on as well they have a very good chemistry um so yeah like I yeah I've always like really enjoyed watching their like relationship grow and how like Peter Parker deals with the death as well kind of afterwards is like yeah Yeah. interesting yeah no I agree
0: I agree I think that their their relationship is um like really good and that you know he It helps Peter in a way to have this mentor who is, um, is just as smart, if not smarter than he is in, in so many ways, um, that, you know, somebody that he can talk, um, up to that level, um, and will understand, um, these aspects, um, of his life that nobody else could, you know? And so that is, um. Uh, an aspect of the character that I think it, I love the little twists. Like, so the MCU, you know, in the beginning, they started making changes almost right away, like to the, to the established comic book lore. So that whenever something new came in, that was supposed to be based on a comic book, like civil war or age of Ultron or something like that. These stories twisted in ways that made sense to the movie universe. And so it's nice to see them continue that with the Spider-Man, um movies as well and just kind of continue down this thread of well in this universe this would be totally different. This is how you know we're gonna do it. Iron Man's gonna be his mentor. Um and you know and there's a certain aspect of it that was in the in the comic books as well. Um yeah. during during the time of the Civil War uh, storyline, um uh, Peter Parker was a um was being mentored by uh, Tony, uh, at the time okay. they were, they yeah. were, uh, they did have that kind of mentor mentee relationship, um, as so much so that when, um, they were talking about the uh, superhero registration act in the, in the comic books, it was uh, this thing instead of the Scovia Accords. um, spider-man actually unmasked on sc- on on tv for everybody to see um after being after nobody known who it was for years um he he just unmasked on on live tv and kind of just blew his old world up <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> and uh I didn't realize that <laughs> yeah yeah it was a big deal at the time yeah <laughs> so um yeah it's a it's but with the comic book or with the movies we don't have that aspect we didn't have to worry about that he gets to for the most part keep his secret identity um for a while more um and then um but you know it it does do that damage to his friends and family you know obviously yeah. ned finds out pretty early in the beginning and ned is such a ned is such a weirdly interesting character so yeah. The these Ned is Ned Leeds in this, which in the comic books was a friend of Peter's, but it was later when they were adults. Um and the the character that this Ned Leeds is based on is based on a character from uh the Miles Morales um Spider-Man. Uh, comic books. Um, yeah. he has a uh, a friend uh, named Genki Lee, and um, and he's kind of a, a, a an overweight, uh, chubby, uh, Asian guy. Um, and so you know, you get that with um, uh, Ned Leeds in the, in these movies, and so it's kind of like they pulled the one character from that over into this, and so it's a it's an interesting uh, uh, pull uh, that they did to kind of cross them over in a way Uh, but it makes for a really good friendship
1: oh yeah definitely like i i love the character of ned um oh yeah and i think it is great that we kind of he finds out he does find out really early so that we can kind of have that kind of there's lots of the kind of comedy side to it that we get a lot lot good a lot um good chunk of the movie and um also, like it's like a it's a nice little kind of relief for Peter as well to kind of like, oh, I've got this one person to kind of to talk yeah. to. And we get the kind of like the guy in the chair moments, which is always <laughs> great. <laughs> like, like um, and he's just such a lovely friend as well. Like, who wouldn't want a friend like Ned? Like
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so lovely, so adorable. Um, yeah. So I think that like that's a that's a really good addition. Um And then it's nice that kind of like later on in the movie, like uh, Peter Parker like opens up to more and more kind of people who he's kind of close enough to who he can trust with, um, which like, you know, we didn't really get too much in the kind of the other Spider-Man movies either. So it's quite yeah. nice to kind of have that like, oh, he has this like little gang that he can kind of go to um and that can help yeah. him out and um, support him um when he needs it. So yeah, it was, it's a nice little addition, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, you know, having that support group as much as you want to keep them safe and everything, I think that is important. And you see that as the series progresses, you know, his aunt finds out at the end of this one. Um, and you get more of that in the next movie um, that, you know, it, it's it's good to have that little bit of a support group, people who can have your back and, you know, help you when you need to, you know, duck away and to make excuses for you and everything. And so, yeah, it's an interesting aspect that they sometimes do in the comic books, um, but there's a lot of times where um, they go back on that and then he not a lot of people know who he is um and it's just it's such a weird aspect it seems like it would be so much better to have that kind of support network um of people who know and who will and 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 you can trust and who will keep your secrets um yeah you know and that and that's something that you know plays into um later on in no way home of course that whenever he's trying to erase the memories of everybody else knowing who he is um you know he's 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 like no i want my aunt i want ned i want um um MJ and and happy. I want all of them to still know who I am so that you know I because I, otherwise, you know, he's miserable again. And yeah. so um I I think that, you know, it it works from both ways. You know, at least they can understand why he's ducking out all the time. You know, and cause you see that in this in this specific movie he keeps having to duck away and it's causing this um this friction with this girl that he likes with liz and you know it's like she she doesn't understand why he keeps like leaving and you know it, it keeps making things tough and so it's it's definitely an aspect that you know if somebody knows then you know, that helps uh, that that relationship a little bit better. Of course, don't tell everybody just right away, you know. But, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, but it does, it definitely does help things.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've always, I've always really liked that um, about about it all. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so we get we get Ned, that's his big friend in this one. Zendaya's in this as uh, uh, Michelle. We just know her as Michelle at first in this movie. Um, yeah. and, um, you, um, she's not a real big part in this, uh, as she becomes later. Um, she's just kind of a side character. His, his love interest in this one is Liz. Um, um, but, uh, it's, um, so it, he obviously kind of has a type, um, you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah, but He. He likes Liz a lot, and she kind of seems to like him, uh, but they can never get there. You know, again because he keeps having to you know, fly off as Spider Man. Uh, you know, yeah. he keeps ruining those potential um uh, relationship moments. And so, I I I liked Liz, but she didn't feel as strong as a of a character to me. She definitely felt yeah. like. A one and done. She's gonna not be in the rest of the series, kind of character. Um, even yeah. throughout the movie before we you know, get the reveal and everything that. Um, so it just didn't feel like a character that was gonna grow with the franchise.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that you could kind of tell that. She was a kind of the, the pretty girl of the of the um in the school, but wasn't right. kind of the right person for for like Pizza Parker. Um right. but um yeah, there's that kind of that one girl at your school who everyone fancied like she was right. the popular one. Um so yeah, it did kind of feel like a bit of a throwaway character, didn't really have that much of an attachment to her when yeah. you kind of watch her. Um so yeah, it was nice to kind of like slowly introduce kind of MJ and kind of you yeah. get the hints from from her that she likes that she's like yeah. a little bit like got the hot. I'm not spur. obsessed with them.
0: I'm just very yeah. observant.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so that was nice to kind of have it that way around. Where you know when we've had MJ with the kind of uh, Toby Maguire movies, so like she has been the the popular girl, and they just happen to to be neighbors forever, and um. Right. And it was nice just to kind of have that kind of flipped around a little bit where like, oh no, actually like mJ's the one that that wants Peter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it takes Peter a little while to be like, oh no, actually, yeah we get on a lot more. <laughs> like that makes way more right. sense. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I I, I,
0: yeah, go um, ahead
1: uh i think that zendaya is like is fantastic as as oh, yeah. uh, mj like i would she's i think she's an amazing actress anyway like everything that i've seen her in she's just she's done really well but yeah i think she's she's played that character like really well and it's again it's nice to have like a different version of of mj um
0: yeah yeah, yeah no i think that you know i i mean and that's what's nice about her too is cuz she's not playing mary jane watson she's not playing yeah. you know she's playing Michelle Jones Watson. So it's a yeah. totally different character which I'm totally I'm totally fine with. Um but you know I I think that if you're going to bring somebody in to play Mary Jane obviously you're going to need somebody who to me is at least somewhat similar to um how she is in the comic books. Um hmm. that was always my disconnect with um her in the Raimi movies as well was that Kirsten Dunst like she just didn't feel like Mary Jane to me um, yeah you know she never pulled that quite off I think that was that's the biggest issue that I've had with uh, the 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 Raimi Spider-Man movies I love them visually I think um, the villain choices are mostly good um, that at least with the first two movies um, I think they did really well um, yeah. and then um, I just the 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 two main actors you know that play Peter and Mary Jane and you know I'm I'm not a big enough James Franco fan to care about him being Harry either so yeah you know so that. it's just like eh. <laughs> so but uh you know it's 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 I that's why I like this movie too is that you know it's making these these different choices that yes she's supposed to be MJ but she's a different MJ you know and yeah. so you know and Zendaya yes for what little she's in this movie every moment that she's in is so like pitch perfect that yeah. uh it just so great for that character and just shows you just enough of that character uh to make you uh love her uh yeah in that role so
1: definitely uh, yeah i think she's like yeah. um zendaya is very good at doing comedy and especially very kind of yes. dry comedy um yeah. and so you kind of you get moments of that with her character and euphoria as well like um, yeah. like, so yeah, she's, she's very good at that, which kind of, I think there's what kind of like helps a lot of people fall in love with, with this version of MJ that she is just yeah. like, she's smart, she's funny, very dry, like, and, um, yeah, it just kind of, it's a nice combo to have apart from, instead of just having the, the pretty popular girl, like, right. um, trope, which is like, yeah, you know yeah i'm bored of that yeah. now like, give us something a little bit different but yeah. um yeah is the is the michelle version of mj in the comic books at all or is this just like a, no this a one's one. unique
0: to the yeah this one's okay unique cool to the, um to the universe um as far as i know i mean i'm i, I wouldn't say i'm 100 percent versed on all aspects of spider-man there's definitely some characters that i'm not familiar with uh here and there i haven't read the entirety of every issue um but as far as i know that this is a fairly unique character to the okay. uh, to 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 the universe of Spider-Man so oh, which nice. is which is great you know yeah. and i like that one of the aspects that's interesting is that <laughs> they all are at this um school um for our, obviously um you know it's the the Midtown High School of Science and Technology or something um that um you know it's very much a science based um school. So they're yeah. they're very, you know, much focused on the science and technology side of things. So they're all very smart in their own ways, which I yeah. which I which I thought was um really cool. Um a, a different aspect um of that to all of the characters uh, to set them in this uh different um setting instead of a regular high school and Peter being the only one who's smart he's surrounded by a bunch of smart kids um, who who can continue to challenge him and, and especially his friends, you know, and he has to rely on you know um, uh, on uh, on Ned to do like the computer stuff because he doesn't know the computer stuff. He's yeah. more of a chemistry guy, so he knows chemistry really well. And uh, so you know, and I and I like that that you know they didn't make him just oh I'm just all around smart. I can do everything on my own. Um, he yeah. needed that support network. So
1: yeah definitely yeah I do love that they're kind of they've made they made every character kind of a little bit smaller like even like Flash's character yeah. is intelligent <laughs> like which is which is great to have it's nice not to kind of fall into those kind of high school tropes um right. that like we're used to everywhere in media so it's nice just to have like yeah you can you can like be both <laughs> like that's okay <laughs> Like. And, yeah. um yeah. Yeah. I think I, I really liked that kind of that setting for, for this movie for yeah. its high school kind of years it was, it was very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and then they, you know, in the, in the background in one picture you see like, you know, on the wall, like they've got this wall of scientists, famous scientists and they've got Howard Stark and they've got Abraham Erskine from Captain America and they got Bruce yeah. Banner back there. So they've got this, like all these different scientists on the wall back there that are, you know, influential for whatever they're you know influential for And I, I just, Thought that was an interesting thing, especially in this universe um where these people would be known as you know very you know influential scientists. Uh yeah. it's a great aspect to add to the just to the background. You know, something yeah. that you know just eagle-eyed viewers can check out. But yeah, one thing, you know, you mentioned flash, and I think that's an interesting update to uh the whole um kind of mythos around spider-man is like flash Thompson has been largely this character who's been portrayed as as he was in the comic books, this kind of jock bully. Um yeah. you know, he's he's the big strong guy who you know bullied Peter. And it just they wanted to change it to show the nature of bullying had changed. It wasn't wasn't always the the jockey guys. It was just some guy who felt superior. Obviously Flash is rich. Um, yeah. you know, her parents are rich, and so that's what makes him a bully, you know, because yeah. he just looks down on everybody else, especially somebody like Peter, who's poor, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it was a nice little change to, you know, update that kind of character and to, um, to change the dynamic on that a, a bit. So,
1: yeah, definitely. And I think there's always like moments, and we kind of see it more throughout the kind of the other movies where, like, Flash does actually like kind of like Peter, but it's gotten to the point now where it's like, I've bullied you for too long now. This is all <laughs> I know. This is all I know how to communicate. So like, I'll just continue to do it. But actually, like, I quite like you. <laughs> like, yeah. And you can kind of slowly see that respect that they have for each other. And it's nice to kind of see that grow. Um, right. Yeah, but we don't don't see it too much in this one. But yeah, no, it kind no. of goes on. <laughs> no, no, it's, it is nice to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and I, 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 just that's what that's one of the fun things about it is they they keep the character the inherent character of, the of Flash in there you know the bully for you know no other reason than just be a bully, um and you know so that part of it's real fun that uh, they they're keeping the 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 characters you know mostly true to who they are uh, in the comic books. Um, and, and you know the source material, um, well, while, while making a few tweaks here and there. So that's uh, that's, yeah. that's what I love about th- these uh, in this these movies in general, because it's, you know, make that MCU tweak uh, that, that makes things a little bit more unique and interesting and uh, yeah. not so cookie cutter because I think that's you know, as much as comic book fans are like, oh my God, let's keep it pure to the source. I think that's what ends up making things boring. Um, and okay. that you can't sustain um, you know we we had three Spider-Man movies. we had the X-Men movies. and as much as they were kind of different from the 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 comic books, they still held a little too close at times. And I think by doing that, um they they didn't break out enough and create their own universe. And yeah, now we see with the MCU, we're thirty plus movies in and our movies and TV shows. I'm not sure how many movies exactly it is but we have 30 plus properties now um that you know have been have been done and it's still going strong i mean Mm -hmm. you know despite some naysayers and everything but i I still think the mcu is still going really strong and uh the, the best yet to come
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, to be honest, I feel like I've, I have lost my way a little bit with the MCU movies. (laughs) Like, I think that that it was just like, I got to a point where it was like, there's too many like TV shows and like movies coming out. I felt like very overwhelmed kind of as soon as kind of like, I think like um, after like, The Doctor Strange, like the Sam Raimi's, like Doctor Strange came out, and then I felt like very overwhelmed. But like, I am excited to kind of catch up with them all and like get get into it. Maybe not the TV shows, because like that's a little bit too much for me to catch up on. But like, especially the movies. (laughs) Um, But like, I like that like throughout like most of the MCU and particularly the kind of Spider-Man movies that they have you know taken bits of the comic books and done their little tweaks because that's what like it's nice for a filmmaker to be able to do that as well rather than being like yeah. no you must follow this comic book and like it's nice yeah. to kind of it must be nice for filmmakers to be like no i want to create like my version of Spider Man and what i want to see the kind of the universe yeah. be like um And how I kind of, yeah, see all these characters, how they would interact and what would happen to them. Obviously, that has to be like a wider discussion with Disney and all of that stuff. I don't don't know how much full creative freedom they actually have. But um, it's still, it must be nice just to be able to be like, no, yeah, you create, well, let's talk about creating your version and what you you would like to see. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it's nice.
0: Yeah. No, I think think that's, you know, definitely a, a good aspect of, what we're what we've seen so far in in the mcu is that you know obviously kevin feige's running the ship and he's kind of the guiding force behind it all and he probably tells people okay that well this is what i want to see and yeah. you know and then has people tailor scripts and then the directors come in and you know try to put their own stamp on things but you know from what i've read even recently um even with um um nia da Costa in um uh, she's doing the Marvels is that, you know, it's Kevin Feige's ship, you know, you're, you know, yeah. coming into that, that you're just doing what he, he wants you to do. Um, And yeah. you can try to put what little you can on it and you can see, you know, s- directors with good visual sense. You can tell they come in and, and put their own um stamp on things. Somebody like Sam Raimi um, in, yeah. in, in the Dr. Strange movie you know it's you you can tell he brought some of his own sensibilities to that and uh you know and that's what i like is that whenever you can do that and have um uh some kind of um stamp or whatever uh uh add add something to that to make it your own as well um i think that works out really well
1: yeah definitely i mean i think that like you can't tell Sam Raimi no you can't put all your like infamous <laughs> right. shots in right <laughs> like if you, if you, it's got to be done like Sam Raimi's got to have his little like his little bits here and there um right. it feel weird if it doesn't <laughs> um,
0: well and if you're hiring Sam Raimi you're, you're hiring him because you want him to do that so
1: yeah exactly you know. yeah yeah um so yeah I think I think it's isn't yeah it's a, it must be a difficult kind of balance to have but I think it is nice not to just kind of like copy the kind of comic books um yeah straight out of the gate and I know that that upsets the kind of the big the big comic book fans um <laughs> right. but some of them, in, yeah, in some cases sure. yeah yeah some of them I'm yeah. not single I'm not single no but, no like, no, <laughs> like um <laughs> but at that point I'm just like it's just a ultimately it's a kids movie so like just you know just have fun <laughs> with it <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that's why i have to like sometimes you have to keep reminding yourself i think that, like it is essentially a kid's movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah no i i you know one aspect that we hadn't talked about yet is uh uh the vulture uh uh yes um um oh my gosh blank eyes michael keaton oh, michael, michael keaton. keaton coming into the mcu uh as the vulture the the big bad villain and this is an interesting character to start off with as well too because in the comic books the vultures the vultures is like an elderly man um who's got like this wing suit and everything and it's it's more often than not the character is more played for not laughs per se but he's not taken seriously Um, He's not super, he's not powerful, um, but they made him truly menacing in this, in this Mm -hmm. movie. And Michael Keaton plays such a good uh, version of this character. I mean, obviously he's younger um, and, um, you know, and, and has some, has some, I wouldn't say good motivations, but definitely has some understandable motivations in terms of why he's doing what he's doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: And uh, I, I, th- I think it's definitely when you're choosing, you know, uh, your first character to um, introduce into the this new Spider-Man universe, I, I was glad that they didn't immediately go with the Green Goblin. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's always frustrating. <laughs> it's like, OK, stop doing the <laughs> Goblin already. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: no it's not and i think that's what i've quite liked about lots of kind of the mcu movies and especially with with this one is that yeah pick a villain that like not many people know of um and do something like unless you're unless you're really into the into the kind of uh spider-man lore um but kind of the average cinema goer really know who who vulture is and and that that reveal as well that like He's actually Liz's dad. is just yeah. so good. Like, um, and like, yeah, I loved that. That kind of they kind of yeah, that was like a total surprise. Like, there wasn't any kind right. of like little like like ideas floated around during until that yeah. kind of, there he was opened no way the door know, and you're yeah. like yeah and you were like oh shit <laughs> like yeah. you were there with with peter <laughs> like, <laughs> um so yeah i think he's like he's a fantastic villain like michael keaton oh, yeah. like he can he knows it like he knows how to play a superhero so <laughs> and yeah. like and play like and play all these kind of different like characters um very well so uh yeah he's yeah it was a fantastic ad- addition i think
0: definitely oh yeah <clears throat> no, and I agree. I think that, you know, it, that that reveal of him uh, being Liz's dad, uh, it's, it comes as such a shock. And I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, it, it's he doesn't know who Peter is at that point. He's just like he doesn't suspect Peter. Yeah. Um, and it's not until the car ride that, mm-hmm. you know, Liz keeps dropping, you know, little Bits of information that keeps cluing him in, and Peter's just like, "Shut up, shut up!" (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: and you're there with him (laughs) as well, be like, "Shut the fuck up!" (laughs) 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 Like,
0: like, stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, finding it out. Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, (laughs) that's such a, and it's such a great moment too because once Peter comes in and he's like super nervous, he's just like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" You know, the entire time, and it's like, you know, you, you know, obviously the mom and dad are just playing it off like, oh, he's just really nervous around us and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which is, which is great, but you know, it's if we all know in the audience, we're like, oh God, this is so messed up. What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, it just, you know, like we said earlier, it just goes to the core of who Peter is, is that when he's threatened and he's told, Hey, you know, I leave me alone and I, or I'll kill you and everybody you care about. And he's still, is the hero he still is like i'm going to you know stop him uh because i need to i'm the only one who yeah. can at this point and uh you know even if that means he has to put back on his sweatsuit um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his sweatsuit yeah. uh costume and uh uh <laughs> you know and, and and get his butt kicked by the shocker um and that was a that was another fun aspect was getting you know a little side character um another villain in this, which is the shocker is one of his, um, you know, classic villains, um, the vulture yeah. and, 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 um, uh, the shocker are, are two of his more classic villains. So it's nice to have that, even if he is in a smaller role, which was perfect because you don't need the shocker to be something, you know, big and, and sustained through a whole movie. I don't think that would be as interesting uh, of a character. You probably could, you could probably find a way just like they did with the vulture. You could probably yeah. find a way to, um, to do that but um but yeah it, it was definitely um uh a great moment in the movie uh to have have that uh or the, that reveal and then to just have peter make that choice like look i'm i'm screwing everything up with this girl and my friends and everything else but i've got to i've got to go stop him yeah and then of course like we said you know we get that moment not too long after with with ned helping him via the computers and being the guy <laughs> yeah. in the chair yeah so, <laughs> it's
1: such a <laughs>
0: such a great moment
1: so good and like that bit like that whole kind of like final sequence with that like fight is like you you they, when you can just really see Peter struggling and trying so hard, and kind of having this over on coming over in his head, being like, "Yeah, I'm nothing about the suit. Like, I'm I'm nothing," and that, yeah. like, you really feel for him. Like that whole bit is like really well acted. I think, like, um, and yeah, I think it's like it's a great addition to kind of really see this kind of this version of of Peter that like we're gonna like. See more about in
0: the next kind of few movies. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, and it, you know, and it, it does show this is like that that sequence where he's got the building dropped on him, and he's got to like mm-hmm. pull up, and you know, he's he's buried under all that rubble, and he's got to struggle to get out of it, and he and he and he and he, and he nearly breaks, he nearly gives yeah. up. Um, you know, that's that's actually a scene from one of the from one of the um early uh, comic books within the first couple of years of the comic book. Um, that it's, it's a scene taken straight out of that. And um, that's what I like is that when they pull stuff, when they do pull stuff out like that from the comic books, they do modify it and change it. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to give you this classic bit, but um, you know, we're going to change it up. Um, But it does just show, you know, part of the core of who Spider-Man is. Spider-Man's not going to give up. He's going to get knocked down. He's going to get knocked down a lot. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to it he's going to rise up and he's going to you know do what he needs to do to um to to stop the bad guy um yeah. you know and it's it's just who peter is as a person that he just won't stop um yeah and uh, he'll he'll just keep going which i think is great you know and this movie shows that that you know ultimately you know like you know while he's there and he's looking you know he's struggling and everything and he hears those words by tony of if you're nothing without the suit then what are you and you know he he knows like i am something without the suit this the suit yeah. doesn't matter i'm 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 going to stop him regardless of that yes the suit helps but you know that's not the only thing that makes me who i am
1: yeah definitely. and uh
0: you know it's 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 a great moment and you know and and we have the great battle with him and um and, and the vulture uh with the, on the plane and and uh and and the whole sequence on the on the beach afterward um it's just you know and, and it just shows again who peter is as a hero that he's trying to stop um uh the vulture from getting killed because his wings are about to explode as well that Peter, no matter what he's going to try to save people, he's going to try to help people. Um, And I think, again, that's, what's great about this character. You look at something like um, the man of steel movie where, you know, and, and this is, you know, a big complaint. Everybody's had with that movie is that, you know, um, Clark is told not to help people because it'll reveal his identity or whatever um, by his dad. And, you know, you see moments in that where metropolis is getting destroyed at the end and he's just he doesn't care and yeah. he's got this detachment for it like i just recently rewatched the movie for the first time i was going to go through um i'm i'm still planning on going through uh, all the dc movies um that i hadn't um logged on the Letterboxed, and um so i'm rewatching those and I, so i was rewatching that first one and there's a moment where zod throws like or pushes a a uh, like an oil tanker truck at Superman, and instead of stopping it, he just kind of jumps over it and lets it hit the building behind him, so that the building explodes and like crumbles. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not who Superman is. Number one, <laughs> yeah. like that's like, like, and that's just like, that's not who a, a hero would have found out a better way to do that. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah, like definitely that, that to me. But that's what the difference is with like with Spider Man. Spider Man would find a different way to you know you know and in the mcu in general they do try to find ways to save the villain they're not trying to kill these people unless they absolutely have no choice um you know and and any collateral damage and stuff like that they try to minimize as well so and i'm not saying that the mcu characters don't kill and everything like that you know cap's using a gun constantly through these movies you know he'll kill (laughs) people if he needs to you know (laughs) but you know it's it's definitely something where you know you you see them make interesting, good choices. And in this one, especially, you know, he he's trying to save and he goes in, he jumps into the fire. He goes and pulls him out and, you yeah. know, saves him because that's who Peter is. And, you know, that Peter will sacrifice everything he can to, you know. And and that's what I love about the this movie and, and this trilogy in general is that they really get the core of who Spider-Man is. Sure, things might be changed. He might be a different version of Spider-Man. But when you get down to it, this is the core. And this is what Tom Holland does so well, too, is that, you know, he plays the geeky aspect. He plays the funny Spider-Man, but he also has the heart Um, and he plays all of them so well um, that that's what makes him the best Spider-Man, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think he is, yeah, he is ultimately like, yeah, my favorite Spider-Man. I think that yeah, like my my favorite Spider-Man movie, as with most other people, is Spider-Man too. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like yeah, the best Spider-Man is it's gotta be Tom Holland, isn't it? Like he
0: just yeah,
1: yeah like would he would have thought he... a little little British kid would have yeah. <laughs> like done it. That's <laughs> all you <he> needed. <laughs>
0: But it, like and it's so funny, though, too, because you look at everything about Tom Holland's life. He was a gymnast and a dancer. Um, yeah. And so he's already built for that. You know, he was he's built in a way that I know Andrew Garfield was a dancer as well. But like like Tom, Tom Holland had the gymnast uh, ability that helps that in so many ways that when he's in the costume, he's doing a lot of his own you know jumping and, and, and yeah. running around and stuff. So they're not <laughs> having to use so many stuntmen for his, what he's doing, you know, because it would look weird because, you know, the way they do things is different. So you need to have Tom Holland in the suit and doing all the aspects that he can do. And he does them. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it's... it's. I just think that, you know, everything... And plus, he, you know, as much as I know, Andrew Garfield was also a huge Spider-Man fan before he became Spider-Man. Tom Holland, you look back in, in, in stuff that, you know, he was like... A huge fan since he was a little little kid
1: and yeah. so yeah,
0: you know, he was literally born to play this character and that's <laughs> yeah. what I love about it is that you know he loves it he loves playing the character um and hopefully he'll be back for more um I know it's kind of up in the air um, whether he'll return for more in the future but I'm really hoping he does
1: yeah me too I kind of I feel like I don't want to have prep. Perhaps not another trilogy, but maybe just like one right. more. I just want to see if he's okay. Like, yeah. like, is he all right?
0: Like... I want to see one more where he is like the new Spider-Man that he is, that that were teased <laughs> in the very end of No Way Home, that I just want to see him as that, you know, the, the typical Spider-Man, the guy living on yeah. his own uh, in a crappy apartment in New York and just yeah. see what that version of Spider-Man's like now
1: yeah definitely and maybe see if they can like bring in another spider-man as well like i know we're kind of doing that with the kind of into the spider-verse movies as well but like it you know that it's been hinted that like miles exists in that mcu universe um so it might be nice to kind of see if they can kind of do that i don't know what the legalities of it all is now these days with with those two different uh, movies going on but like um it would be cool to kind of potentially have that, have that one last movie of like of tom holland spider-man and yeah. then like the the baton gets passed on uh yeah to,
0: no and to that's, a good, that's, that's a good that's a good uh 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 opportunity to mention that too because we do get that hint in this movie with uh with donald glover playing uh aaron davis who um in the in the ultimate spider spider-man universe that uh uh that miles Morales comes from that Aaron Davis is the uncle of of him. He he's the prowler. And so you get that kind of, he, he says, I've got a nephew who lives in this neighborhood. Um, And so it's interesting to get that kind of like little Easter egg. If you know, if you know who he is and what's going on, it's it's kind of a nice little thing. And so it would be really cool to see um, miles and Peter team up like in, in live action so Definitely. it'd be a lot of fun to see that uh yeah happen sometime down the road uh fingers Fing crossed going, for sure
1: fingers crossed yeah like I remember like that happening that kind of happening in the cinema and him saying that line about having a nephew in this neighborhood and you can kind of hear people be like oh! yeah. like they're kind of the yeah. really old little people that knew <laughs> you can hear the, the little new, glass. yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet
0: (laughs) right yeah no that's what's fun about watching these in the theater especially as well too like you can hear, hear hear the you know whenever they drop like a little easter egg like that and you, you hear the whispers and the gasps and everything like that yeah. from, from the from the really nerdy people who know stuff you know so
1: yeah always good fun. fun Yeah,
0: i'm always because i always go to these with my daughter so i'm always like i'm always nudging her i'm like that's what this means you know and she's like yeah. i don't care yeah <laughs> she cares but she's just like just stop bothering me during the movie <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i think i've always gone for like the kind of the big movies i've always tried to do kind of midnight showings yeah. and stuff and yeah. like that's where like the, the proper oh, yeah. diehard the hard fans course. are there yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so that's it just makes it way more fun like <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah.
0: but yeah this uh this movie's a lot of fun i think that it's um you know we got the you, we got an introduction to him of sorts in in civil war but this is our first true full introduction to him and his world his uh supporting cast Um, and and everything and and just kind of the ideas of where it's going to go from here Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that just everybody does such a great job in this um, in their roles Um, uh, the writing and directing is just top-notch it's like it's not super anything special I do like there's one aspect I do love I love that they incorporated the old 60s um, theme song into um, the overall uh, uh, because you hear it multiple times throughout that they they mm-hmm. they re- they integrated it into the, the score all the time like and so it's great to have that aspect of it um uh be be a major part of the series yeah it's just as, as a fan of stuff like that as somebody who's older like me who's been around that long you know not not since the 60s but uh yeah <laughs> i'm not that old um but uh you know, but did see a lot of those cartoons later on in reruns that, uh, you yeah. know, it, it's nice to have that um, fun kind of nostalgia hit uh as, as you're watching the new
1: stuff so yeah because i didn't really watch any of the kind of the cartoons i knew the theme from the first playstation game um, <laughs>
0: right. so that would
1: be like that would be able to come up straight away so like, yeah i'd always kind of knew the theme and then yeah just i really loved it it was kind of it was done really well to kind of get you like super excited for like what, right. was, the, what was about to happen and like yeah it was it was a great idea to kind of do that i think <laughs> that's funny all right.
0: Um, I think I don't have anything else uh, to add to this. Uh, do you have anything else uh, that we haven't talked about uh, that you would like to mention?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's that's kind of everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, uh, why don't you let people know where they can find you online?
1: Uh, amazing. Well, you can find um me on Twitter um uh, at a boyd leslie um and you can find my podcast drunken horror on instagram and twitter as well at drunken horror um we just hang out and have a drink and talk about horror movies and we have a guest on each week so it's um it's it's good fun um (laughs) it can sometimes go a bit downhill uh, depending on how much (laughs) we have to drink but like that's that's the fun of it (laughs) um so yeah check us check us out
0: (laughs) yeah definitely All right. Well, I very much appreciate you coming on uh, to the show uh, this week. Uh, And uh, I I would love to have you back on again in the future.
1: Yeah, I'd love to be back. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. Thank you. Thanks again to Alice for joining me. On Monday, my Saw series continues with Kat Hughes returning to talk about Saw, the final chapter, and Jigsaw. And on Friday, Ashley Thomas returns to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Thanks for listening. Creepy and Geeky is a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Please check out morbidlybeautiful.com slash podcasts for more great shows. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving the show five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please share the podcast on social media to help spread the word. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. Music for the podcast is Gratitude, composed by Jerry Smith. You can follow the podcast on social media at Creepy and Geeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm Geek Thulu on Twitter and Blue Sky and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more on TeePublic or by donating to the coffee page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy.